Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing good. I have had a bit of a different week from Norm. I mean, I've been getting on with the same shit as Norm in as Norm as normal in terms of work and stuff, but we've got a whole other thing thrown into the mix now. A girl has only gone and got the new keys to her house last week. I've had to, I've had the keys now a week. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I had a very, how would you say, skewed vision of how, like I was just being overly hopeful of how quickly things would happen after that. In my head, I was like, I'll get the keys on Friday. The workmen will come in on Monday. Everything will be sorted by the end of the week, like by the following Friday, as in tomorrow for me. Right now, obviously, it won't be tomorrow when you're listening to this, but obviously that is not the case. (laughs) I mean, I feel like tradies are pretty notoriously known for being very unreliable, which I've never experienced, obviously, because I've never had to deal with anyone like that before. And like, this is, I'm new to all of this. This is the first time for me. So yeah, first time dealing with tradesmen. And let me tell you, does every single one of them let you down? I mean, no tea, no shit to tradesmen. You're probably the most sought out people literally ever. So I get it. They're just busy, busy people. But yeah, in my head, I was like, yeah, one week, bam, done. Furniture in, moved in, sorted a month before Christmas. Absolutely not. (laughs) Like, I don't know what planet I was on. So it's not even a week. No one's come to start any work, so I, me and my brother have just been cracking on with what we can do. He was off work for a few days. My brother actually like is working in construction at the minute as well, so he doesn't have a trade behind him or anything, but you know, he'd be, I feel like he would have a general knowledge of how to do lots of little things, if that makes sense. Like I would trust him to do little things. I wouldn't trust him to do anything serious now, but yeah, little things. So anyway, he's been painting away. I've been like, clearing the garden I've been deep cleaning my mum and my boyfriend actually came at the weekend and helped me deep clean like the bathrooms the kitchen the cupboards the fridge all that kind of stuff because I bought some of the previous owners furniture like their fridge their washing machine so I just wanted to like properly clean all that shit so it felt like no oh my god is it horrific cleaning like if cleaning your own bathroom and things like deep cleaning like your fridge and stuff isn't gross enough cleaning someone else's shit was literal shit (laughs) I didn't mean for I didn't mean to say that but yeah I guess their literal shit as well as like their food and stuff in the fridge like dried in sauces and stuff I I should have worn a face mask I was literally nearly projectile vomiting but we got there and the place is looking spick and span unfortunately there are just quite a lot of things I do not have I don't got the facilities for that. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you're not going to catch me making built-in shelving or what else do they have to do? Like, sealing windows and doing all that serious stuff. I'll leave that to the professionals because that's stuff you don't want to fuck up. So yeah, my week's just been a whole lot of house-related shit like that. Cleaning, sweeping, picking paints, like doing loads of paint samples to pick my colours and going and buying all the shit, having people come over to measure things, 
all I guess what you'd consider the kind of boring stuff at this part it's not the fun decorating part but I'm not gonna lie I'm finding the whole thing very fun to be honest even though this is maybe the boring part it's still I don't know I just still find it very fun and exciting I just would love things to get a move on (laughs) but I absolutely cannot complain like I'm over the moon and so beyond grateful to be in the position I guess to do this it's crazy to me I never thought in a million years that that would be the case I'm so excited to have my own space and to make it my own and I don't know I just feel like I've been so long now in my childhood bedroom and I do everything from here like (laughs) I sleep in here I film all my content in here I record my podcast in here I do yoga in here I do (laughs) everything in my room and don't get me wrong I fucking love my childhood bedroom like it's such a dream I'm obsessed with it and it will always hold a very special place in my heart I can imagine I'll be back here loads to be perfectly honest but yeah I just feel like I've outgrown the space and no matter how many times I do clear outs of everything I'm not joking you I do clear outs of clothes makeup shoes podcast equipment I clear out my books and still it's just like clutter everywhere and that's the thing is like I'm actually a very, very clean person, but my room never looks tidy because it's just so cluttered. I just have too much shit and I'm excited to actually, like when I say I have too much shit, I mean all my coats, like all my big winter coats, my puffer coats, my faux fur coats, that kind of thing, they're all vacuum packed at the minute in the attic. I can't take them down because I have nowhere for them. Like there's nowhere for them in this house. Um, So it'll be nice to be able to actually get my coats out of being vacuum packed. And I know I've probably mentioned loads in the podcast before, but I really do think I would just thrive living on my own. Like it's always been a little bit of a dream of mine. And like, who knows, maybe I won't actually end up living on my own. Maybe I'll do two months of it and end up being like, nah, this isn't for me and get someone to move in with me. Like I really don't know what the future holds, but I'm so excited to try it because I have always had this, I guess I am romanticizing it a little bit, or in fact, actually, I'm romanticizing it a lot, but (laughs) I've always had this idea in my head of me living on my own and really thriving, and every now and then I'll get a little taste for it. For example, you know, say my mum's away with work and my dad's at the office and my brother's out, so I've like the whole house to myself and I just, I love it. I don't know, something about an empty house is so fun. But then I also can recognise that that's fun because people are always going to come back to it. So it's like this, you've got comfort in the fact that you're only lonely. Well, sorry, not lonely. You're only on your own when it suits you and when it's good during the day and when I can do all my shit. But then I have the comfort of like being in people's company in the evening. So I don't know, maybe it actually will be a different experience than what I have in my head. We'll see. But like this morning, so that was the case this morning where everyone was out and I had the house to myself and I blast my, I've got a playlist on Spotify called Wake Up Sunshine. It's public if any of you want to follow it and listen to it. I can post it on my story if you want, if you can't find it. But yeah, it's called Wake Up Sunshine and it's like, you know, just feel good tunes that you can't not be in a good mood and listen to. Like you have to start dancing to them, that kind of thing. Like more than a woman kind of vibes that all within that kind of genre like you just find yourself singing dancing in your kitchen and see blasting that in an empty house 
on a day where you thought it was going to be say you woke up it was a gray day you weren't feeling the best like it automatically you're thinking it's going to be a bad day but then you play that and your mood just lifts and I'm just like that's going to be me every morning (laughs) it's such a stupid thing to say I mean because like like you can do that when you live with people as well maybe you just have to be a bit more respectful or wear headphones or something or just play in your room I guess but yeah (laughs) I don't know that's just what I tell myself it's a bit of a race against time to get in before Christmas. I don't know if that is push. I don't think that's pushing it. I think that'll be grand, but I definitely won't have like Christmas decorations and stuff like that up. I just do really want to be in before Christmas though, so I can host something. Like I'm such a host, and I just would love when all my because loads of my not many of my friends actually live in Belfast, but everyone comes home for Christmas, and we all see each other we all have like a Christmas dinner and stuff and like I would love to be able at that stage to have them around but yeah we'll see how that goes I feel like it might be a bit stressful to get all sorted in time I feel like the fun sorry not the fun part because it's all quite fun but like the fun how do I describe this the fun and not stressful part like the non-rushed and fun part will come in the new year when I can just really take my time to properly decorate like soft furnishings and shit because that is just like nowhere near in my head at the minute that is not on the radar currently is soft furnishings and decorations like that that'll be a very very final thought and to be fair I think it's a I think it's good to leave that to the end and to kind of just gradually do it like I'll probably be gradually doing that for a year just because I think it's nice to live in a space and then see what it feels like it needs and with art and things like that, I don't know. Also, not to mention the fact that, like, I know everyone says it when when people move house and they're all, like, oh my God, I never knew the price of things. And God, is it true? Like, never did I know how expensive a little mirror was. Actually, that's a lie because I bought a mirror once from my room and it was fucking extortionate. And that was from a cheap shop. That was from the range. And it was still 200 quid. So, <laughs> but even just like little things, I don't know. So it is going to be very much a gradual process from when I move in. But as I said, I'm just so, so grateful to be doing this. And I want to thank you guys so much as well, because honestly, I couldn't do it without you. And like this whole podcast community that we have created, it is the most amazing thing. And I can't believe that I get to do this every week and talk to you guys. I really don't think my brain can still even comprehend it. And I have really toyed with like the idea of even talking about this, to be honest, because I don't want it to seem like I'm being really braggy or anything and I also just don't want to like shove a narrative down people's throats where it makes people feel like they should be at that stage or anything like that. Like that is literally the last thing I would want to do. There are obviously a lot of privileges that have enabled me to be able to do this and like I'm very aware of that. So I don't know, I just, there's always going to be part of me that is like, Oh, I'm not sure about sharing this, but at the same time, it's very exciting. It's very much like part of my life and I'm so open with you guys about everything else going on in my life. So I figured it might be nice to come along on this journey with me. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. I don't I don't have a huge amount to update you on, but I did actually have a really nice weekend last weekend. It was such a nice mixture of like social and wholesome I feel like I really hit the nail on the head with balancing the two you know on Friday night we made burgers at our house and then we went to the Ulster rugby game I haven't been doing Ulster rugby game in well 
actually not that long ago. I went to one last season, but I think I only went to one last year as well. It was fun. I was driving, so I was being very sensible. Uh, Saturday morning, got up, went to yoga. I brought my boyfriend to yoga for the first time. Bring your boyfriend to yoga day. (laughs) He liked it. It was good. And then we went and got takeaway coffee and cinnamon swirls after and sat out on the steps of, well, I was going to say of the cathedral. It wasn't of the cathedral. We sat out on the steps of the university facing the cathedral in the sun it was lovely just sat there romanticizing our lives drinking our coffee eating our cinnamon swirls in the winter sun that night actually i went out for thai food to one of my favorite restaurants bow tree for beth who is my brother's girlfriend her like leaving her girls leaving dinner thing because her and my brother go to australia in three weeks time i think just under three weeks time so that was nice but again I was really smart and well I didn't drive to that but the table was booked for five which you know what life hack book all your Saturday night dinners for five because then you're at a bar for seven o'clock and you're ready to go home for like half nine ten it's fucking genius I was ready to go at half nine my boyfriend came and picked me up woke up the next day with nine hours sleep no hangover whatsoever couldn't recommend it more so I was able to get up and do my house stuff and be completely fine which was incredible and then Sunday night oh my god I was gonna say we made but I'm not gonna take any credit for this at all (laughs) that would be a bit cheeky of me my boyfriend made me and my parents homemade gyozas homemade dumplings from scratch well not from scratch scratch he didn't make the dumpling paper stuff he bought like you buy a stack of them in the Asian supermarket but like he made the filling wrapped them up fried them and steamed them oh my god they were sensational they were actually incredible he's gonna make them again this week because they were that good that man i'm not joking you i don't know how he doesn't get tired of cooking for me to be fair it's quite evenly mm, i was gonna say it's evenly weighted and that i cook for him too but maybe not quite so much yeah i don't know anyway he makes fresh bagels from scratch every single friday now for the weekend like he makes a batch of them to do for the whole weekend so that you've got fresh bagels ready to toast for breakfast and lunch every day over the weekend like I can't because he just made them once and then it was really good so now he's done it every single weekend since and now he's on the homemade dumplings train and I'm so here for it like you can make me homemade dumplings any day of the week my darling (laughs) it actually looked easy enough I'm gonna maybe try and do it with him when he does it this week so so I can learn and maybe so I can get a wee recipe video out of it oh that's so bad is it that I'm stealing his thunder (laughs) okay pet and peak of the week my peak was having my first coffee in my new coffee machine in the new house that was really fun me and Aoife go to the gym every Monday and Tuesday together and after the gym on Monday we went back to the house so I could show her it and I set up my coffee machine and made us coffees and it was just such a nice experience and my pit of this week is what's my pet what's my pet just every trademan under the sun letting me down but it's fine I don't blame them I'd probably let me down too <laughs> recommendation of the week what shall it be okay you know what I've been really into all my different hot drinks this week I mean I feel like I'm into them every single week every single day throughout winter well autumn and winter But recently I've been very experimental with them and you know what I've been loving? First of all, the Blendsmiths Matcha. It's incredible. You can order it online 
they've got a whole range of different powders that you add to like hot milk and water that are incredible. They do like a vegan white hot chocolate. They do normal hot chocolate, matcha, chai, all those kinds of things. So yeah, check out Blendsmiths. It's a really cool hot drinks brand. And I've also been loving like making, okay, because I'm trying to not have two full strength coffees every day. So I'll have one double shot latte usually at around 11 is when I have my first coffee and then I like to have a kind of afternoon pick-me-up at around you know like mid-afternoon after your lunch when you just need something else to keep you going at like 3 p.m but I don't really like that to be a full double shot coffee again so I've just been trying out different things and I've been loving matcha at that time I've also been loving having the drink me chai powder right so one scoop of that into a single shot latte I've been really liking that you can get that in like Sainsbury's and Tesco's I think although you can't get the vegan one there you have to order it on Amazon so if you're vegan order the vegan drink me chai powder it's delicious on its own like if you have it on its own you just make it like a hot chocolate with two or three spoonfuls into hot milk or water whatever you want but if you do it like that with, with just one spoonful into a single shot latte it makes it like a quite a mild dirty chai yeah it's really delicious this is an advertisement from better help therapy online guys i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place like completely haywire and i know in myself it's because i'm bottling things up i'm letting things stress me out and i'm spiraling about them i'm not talking about it i'm just sitting there overthinking them letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out. And that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk. It was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like, hey, I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member. It just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around. And I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away. And then not only that, but you talk it through, you rationalize it, you learn, you know, different better ways you can cope with these stressors. Also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are gonna be preventative for these stressors in the first place. Therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And I mean, who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. 
All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, that went from I don't have much to update you on to a whole 20-minute intro updating you on everything. <laughs> um, so let's move on to this week's podcast topic. As you will have seen from the title, this week I want to talk a little bit about embracing cozy season, you know, combating seasonal depression, little things that I do and I recommend to not find yourself just like in that winter slump where you're hating life and you never want to go out or maybe it's the opposite and all you do is go out and binge drink and just find a bit more contentment and peacefulness I guess in these darker colder months. I did do an episode I think I actually ended up breaking it up into a two-part episode last year because I had so many uh, points to cover but I did an episode last year on combating seasonal depression which was a very long list of different like little tips to do different little things you can do It was literally just me speaking a whole list I'd collated of like 30 plus things you can do to to help combat seasonal depression. So if you want to go back and listen to that, please do. But I figured for this year's one, I would talk about less things, but more in depth and more how I implement them into my life as opposed to me just like running through a whole load more of just bullet point things. I thought I'd talk a bit more about them. There probably will be some overlaps, I'm sure. So I apologise for that if you have recently listened to that episode, but I'm sure for a lot of you, the last time you listened to that episode will have been this time last year. So me and you have both forgotten what was even said on that. (laughs) Okay, so first off, obviously, the biggest difference is the change in the amount of light we get on a day-to-day basis. And as human beings, I do think we are very reliant on sunlight. Like I know myself the second I wake up and see that it's grey, it can put me instantly in a bad mood. And that's something I'm really trying to work on because obviously living in the UK or Ireland, like you get a lot of grey days and that's just something you have to come to accept. And you don't want to have a bad day every time the sky is grey because that really isn't very ideal. But I feel like, you know, biologically, we, we like light. We thrive off having sunlight it gives us our vitamin d i don't know if there's something to do with biology and that it cheers us up or maybe that is that just like is that just a preference thing maybe for some people they see gray days and they find that cozy and that cheers them up i don't know but anyway we get a lot less sunlight throughout these months and i think a really key part is adjusting your routine to get the most out of the sunlight when you can and look I say it time and time again, I do not understand why the clocks go back and forth. I don't get it. It makes absolutely no sense. If you look up why it happens, it's something to do with the farmers getting more light in the morning. 
let's just break that down for a second. That does not change how much light the farmers get. Everyone still gets the same amount of hours of sunlight in the day. It's just at a different time when you change the clocks back and forth. I don't understand it. Like, surely, well, I don't know. Maybe you disagree with me on this. But me personally, I would rather have that hour of sunlight extra at night instead like in the evening when you're coming home from work or when you're finishing up work at home whatever you do like would you not rather have that time in the evening as opposed to in the morning like I don't really mind if it's dark when I'm going to the gym or when I'm starting working I prefer to come home at the end of the day and still feel like I have a little bit of an evening ahead of me because it's still light outside I don't know maybe that's just a personal preference though maybe a lot of you listening to this prefer it to the clocks to do what they do so that you wake up and it's brighter in the morning regardless it doesn't make any sense to me I think they should scrap it but who am I to say (laughs) so anyway moral of the story is that as a result not only of the fact that as a whole we get less hours in the day but also with the clock shifting back and then getting even less light in the evening I think it's really important to adjust your routine as a result of this like if you're usually a go out for a nighttime walk kind of person in the summer when it's bright, try and maybe, you know, do that in the morning before work and then maybe use your evening for an indoor thing that doesn't matter so much that it's dark outside because whether it's dark or light, you're still inside. I also just think in general, I do prefer trying to get all my things that I maybe would have previously tended to have done in the evening try and do them first thing instead so that then when it does get dark you can just kind of succumb to it and just be cozy and comfy and just be like this is me for the night and not feel guilty about it because you've got all your shit done that you would normally do in the evening anyway. I mean obviously everyone has completely different schedules and different working times like you know nurses work 12-hour shifts and it's going to be dark at the start and end no matter what if you go on a walk before or after. So obviously just take what I'm saying and apply it to you but I think just being really conscious of when you can possibly get some light even if it's literally for 10 minutes like this is what I've been saying to myself recently because I can be quite bad for right I'll go out I'll do my workout go to the gym come home right then that's me for the day. Literally don't leave. I'll maybe go to a class that not until later on that evening at like seven, but I do not leave the house. And like, that's when it's light, obviously. So recently, like over the last two weeks, I've been really trying to make a conscious effort of when I see the sun's out or not even the sun's out, but just that it's dry, that it's walkable weather. Not that you can't go for a walk when it's raining. You mean you can slap the waterproofs on. I just, I can't think of anything worse to be quite honest with you. But I have been really trying to make a conscious effort to just get out, even if it's for the sake of 10 minutes, like literally doing a loop around like two streets past mine and back again and just being really like not going on my phone the whole time, being really present, looking at the sky, looking at all the beautiful trees and the autumnal leaves everywhere, the flowers, like just having a really kind of mindful 10 minute walk it works absolute wonders for you and for the brain and I always find myself coming in from them just being so filled with gratefulness with gratitude so you know if you can get that in on your lunch break or 
if you can get into work 15 minutes early to do that 10 minutes before or for me because I find I just end up getting too carried away with whatever I'm doing in the house where I don't I can't make myself or I end up not making myself leave I do it as soon as I get back from the gym I'll just force myself to go straight out straight away just for the sake of 10 minutes and it honestly just it clears my head so much it's mad what being appreciative of nature can do for the brain not to get all woo-woo on you and I think another way of being conscious about getting light when you can is also for example if you work from home like just little things like not staying in bed with the blinds closed you know maybe going downstairs and sitting by a big window in your living room or for me like I've started doing some of my editing in our conservatory because it's got big floor-to-ceiling windows Maybe if you go into the office every day, like a lot of places now, because everyone has like hybrid kind of working, how do you call it? Hybrid working schedule? I don't know what I'm trying to say. People are flexible now where they go in and out of the office. So people tend to not have like a set desk anymore. You kind of just go in and pick somewhere. So like if you have the ability to pick where you're sitting, maybe try sit somewhere near a big window. Or like I remember when I would go to the library when I was a student the li- the leads back at library was so grim like some of the floors literally had no windows you would just be sat there with four walls around you it was so dark it was so grim it was so gray but I would always make sure to go to the very top floor which actually had a really nice view over Leeds so just being a bit more conscious of like when you can get light if that makes sense the next thing I think is so key and I know you hear me harp on about it non-stop and I don't want to sound like some pushy mum that's forcing you to do something you don't want to do and to exercise but I cannot describe how much exercise affects my mood. I'm actually planning on doing a whole episode dedicated to talking about how exercise has really changed my relationship with my body, it's helped my mental health it really has the ability to shift your whole mindset. There's quite literally nothing that gets the endorphins pumping in the same way a good workout does. And I really don't want to force like the narrative on people that you have to work out and you know, you need to do this to be healthy or to lose weight or anything like that. I literally do not see exercise like that whatsoever. The sole reason I try to exercise every single day is because of the mental health benefits that come from it to the point that I actually don't like like I know it's important to have rest days just to allow your body to rest and to recover I know how important that is but I genuinely don't like rest days because of how different my brain I feel my brain is on those days to the point that actually sometimes on planned rest days I just end up going to the gym and just doing something light for half an hour for the sake of my brain as stupid as that sounds like that's how beneficial it is to me and I think the sooner you can start thinking of exercise in that way as opposed to something that you have to do to look a certain way or to lose weight or anything like that and the sooner you can start to appreciate exercise for the happy hormones and the endorphins that it brings to your body the better and I think the key thing of this is is defining out what works for you and what you enjoy what someone else's workout routine is on a weekly basis could be the furthest thing from what you want to do and in that case you're not going to want to get out of bed for that or you're not going to want to come home from work and do that 
And that's okay. You don't have to follow a strict guideline of what someone else does just for it to be beneficial to you. You can work out exactly what you want to do. For you, it could be going to Zumba a few times a week. It could be going on walks with your friends and getting coffee. It could be following the Couch to 5K thing. It could be doing a Pilates YouTube video in your bedroom. It could be weightlifting in the gym. Like everyone enjoys different types of exercise. And if you haven't found what exercise you enjoy and what works for you, I strongly encourage you to do that so that you don't see it as this chore, but you actually see it as this thing that brings so much to your life. And I really find exercise to be such a positive positive influence on my life? No. Yeah. Positive influence or positive experience. Oh my god, the words will not come to my brain right now. I find it to be a very uplifting and positive part of my life, especially through the winter months when you maybe don't have as many other things to rely on to bring you that same enjoyment if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm very heavily reliant on exercising throughout the winter. I mean, throughout all months, but I would say especially throughout the winter. My next big thing is to really try and not feel guilty about wanting to stay in. It's in our nature. It's hibernation season. (laughs) Well, our version of it. It's perfectly normal to not want to go out as much, to not want to socialize as much, and to want to stay at home and be cozy. And that is perfect like embrace the coziness there's so many things that you can do that you wouldn't necessarily do when it's like spring summer because you want to be out and about more so I think it's the perfect time to do little projects that you can do from home things you've been kind of putting off the whole year and maybe now is the time to get stuck into them we always talk about spring cleaning but I I think winter is such a nice time to do like big deep cleans of things to do clear outs of your wardrobe to deep clean your bedroom and your kitchen and your bathroom I also think it's a really good time to you know those little things you've literally had on your to-do list for I'm not joking you the whole year like get your photos printed so you can put them in a photo album learn to crochet do a furniture flip on a chest of drawers you've had for ages that you're a bit bored of and want to jazz it up a little like it's really fun doing all that going to going to home base or going to B&Q and getting all your materials for it, embarking on this project and having like a final outcome and you're always so proud of. Things like that are so fun to do at this time of year and obviously don't involve you relying on the weather. But even if you don't want to do big projects like that, I think it's just such a nice time to slow down and embrace the coziness. Like right this very second, okay, I'm sat against my radiator. I've got a cup of tea in hand that came right after my other cup of tea before that. Like I just have constant hot drinks on top. I've got my mood lighting, like my nice warm lamp. I've got two candles lit. I'm in my cozy clothes. I've got my slippers on. Like there's just something so nice, I think, at this time of year about slowing down and really embracing that coziness, leaning into it and having those bubble baths and getting your fluffy pajamas on eating lots of like nice comforting foods, making homemade soups and stews, spending your Friday night watching movies by the fire, getting all the ingredients for hot chocolate with marshmallows and cream. Like there's just something so romantic about it. And I think the key to it is to really romanticize the shit out of it. Otherwise, you're just sitting at home doing what? Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you're like, 
romanticizing the shit out of it being like this is so cute and wholesome you're not really doing that much different but your whole mindset on it is completely different and that's the key it's like the difference between rotting in bed (laughs) okay it's like the difference between rotting in bed in your like bathing in your own filth right completely rotting like in your smelly dirty dress and going not getting a shower and then rotting in bed but in a clean kind of way like getting up and showering and putting on moisturizer and then putting on your clean dressing gun and your clean fluffy pajamas and your clean fluffy socks and then spending the day in bed it's like you're doing the same thing but your mindset around what you're doing is very different and therefore how that impacts your mood is very different does that make sense because I feel like for me everything I do is all about a shift in mindset about what I'm doing for example right this is a very good example of this actually. Uh last was it last yeah, last night I was on my way to yoga. I was actually doing two classes back to back. I was doing Pilates at six o'clock and then yoga at seven. And I remember driving to Pilates and being quite stressed out thinking about the next day, as in today. Because I just had a lot to do today and I was just kind of stressing in my own head about whether I was actually gonna get all that done and and what my day was gonna look like basically so driving there stressing do pilates obviously feel better after that then do the yoga class and the yoga class i do on a wednesday night is very very slow very meditation-y very calming like i wear lots of warm clothes it's not a sweaty class or anything like that it's very relaxing and it really just brought me down to earth like we had a 15 minute shavasana at the end which if you're not familiar to yoga is shavasana is like your final posture which is where you're literally just lying on your back and in some classes you'll go to you'll literally just do this for two minutes and then come up and be done and say namaste and be done right but in these slower classes these more meditation-y classes sometimes you'll do a shavasana for 15 maybe 20 minutes which might sound crazy to some of you but it's a very like you almost go on a bit of a journey with it. They play really good music that kind of gets you in a bit of a trance and you're focusing on your breath and you're meditating and you go on a bit of a journey in your own head, okay? And the journey always tends to end in a very um, positive way. You come out of it feeling very grateful, feeling very happy and hopeful and it can really like change basically you can go into the class feeling one way and you can come out as a result of all that feeling completely different because it really changes your mindset and that's what I absolutely love about yoga so last night obviously went in a bit stressed had the 15 minute shavasana I went from being stressed thinking I have to do this tomorrow oh my god I have all this all these things to do how am I gonna do it how am I gonna get it done am I gonna get it done on time like what what's my day gonna look like what time am I gonna have to get up at all this to coming out of that class thinking I am so blessed and so lucky that I get to do all of this tomorrow like how lucky am I where this is what I'm stressing about like I get to do all these things tomorrow I get to film these this thing for this brand I get to sit down and record my podcast and speak to my gorgeous listeners do you know what I mean like there is a very good example of how I'm doing the exact same thing today looked the exact same but whether I went into that full of stress and negative energy or whether I looked at it with gratitude and about how lucky I am to get to do all these things 
and how then you experience that day as a result of the mindset are two very, very different experiences. And so I'm a big believer in being able to do very, I guess, normal things, but changing your mindset around them and romanticizing them and therefore enjoying them. And that's what I mean about really embracing cozy season and just fully leaning into it and appreciating this time that you have to be able to do these things and to slow down or to focus on like other things that you don't maybe necessarily get to do at other times of the year and you know to binge watch movies and not feel guilty about it because it's pissing down outside and you can't think of anything worse than being out in it and the best thing is being by your fire watching Harry Potter do you know what I mean? My last little tip for combating seasonal depression is to practice self-care. Now I don't mean to practice self-care in a very stereotypical sense. I mean if that's what self-care is to you, if it is the kind of stereotype of doing a bath and putting on a face mask, then yes do that. If that's your form of self-care, do your form of self-care. But I think it's really important to remember that to every single person self-care looks different. Don't get me wrong, everyone would probably benefit from getting a bath and doing a face mask but I think there's a lot more to it like just getting a bath and doing a face mask once a week let's say doesn't mean that you're consistently practicing self-care and therefore going to see the benefits as a result of that you know what I mean yeah you might feel good that evening but is that going to change the rest of your week and I think engaging in healthy habits that are your form of self-care on a daily basis are really important especially at this time of year when you maybe are more likely to fall into unhealthy habits I'm not going to sit here and tell you what your form of self-care should be like that's for you to work out I know for me my forms of self-care are making sure I work out it's looking after my skin it's practicing gratitude it's making sure I dedicate some time every day or well maybe not necessarily every day but (laughs) most days in a week to reading it's moisturizing my body when I get out of the shower it's drinking my greens every morning it's eating nutritious food so that I feel good from within you know like self-care doesn't have to be this very stereotypical pamper session type of thing as lovely as that is and as self-caring as that is I think engaging with self-care practices every day is really important for me and it's one of those things that you do have to consistently work at like the same with sleeping for example you don't just magically perfect your sleeping habits and that just be it that's you done and dusted you never have to worry about sleeping ever again like it's something you have to consistently work at and you know make sure you're winding down make sure you're going to bed at the right time like make sure you're not going on your phone or the same way in that like working out is something you always have to consistently make an effort to engage in it doesn't just like you know not everyone just has the motivation every single day to work out that comes from developing healthy habits and being disciplined with yourself and I think self-care well to be fair both of those things sleep and exercise fall into self-care for me but I think self-care is one of those things as well like you do have to consistently work at it and it's not as easy as just having a bath and putting on some skincare or pushing your cuticles back like yeah it might make you feel nice and relaxed for a night but 
how are you going to implement self-care on a daily basis as part of your weekly routine that is going to benefit you, not just throughout autumn and winter, but also just throughout the rest of the year. I think self-care practices can really make you, they can really change your relationship with yourself and with your body and with your mind. They really change how you view yourself as a person, I think, because you are giving yourself that time dedicated to you. Okay, guys, I think I will leave it there for this week's episode. I hope this helped at least some of you. I used to really be in the pits literally every winter. And I think implementing all of these things in my life around this time of year have really pulled me out of that. Like I don't see myself, although yes, I still very much see myself as a summer person, a summer baby. I now actually really enjoy winter and the colder months. And I do find a lot of comfort in them and I love the coziness and I love everything that comes with them. Whereas I think before I was really just like seasonal depression central, you know, like could not see out of it and could not wait for summer to come. And don't get me wrong, I still get very excited for summer to come. Like obviously in the UK, we do have a very long winter. I swear it doesn't start warming up till literally May. (laughs) So it does feel very long, but I think really making sure I'm doing all these things has actually really helped me become more of a winter person and now I low-key look forward to it. Like after summer, after the chaos of summer, I'm always like, fuck, I'm ready to slow down for winter now and embrace this. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave me a little comment on Spotify. If you swipe up, it'll say, what did you think of this episode? Maybe tell me a little tip that you have for combating seasonal depression or even share some of your self-care practices. If you guys have any topics or anything you would like me to discuss in the coming weeks, please just drop me a little DM and let me know. Also, please remember that my DMs are open for any dilemmas or stories or queries you may have that could be included in the bonus episode. Voice notes always welcome. But yes, as always, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. It means the world to me. I love you guys loads and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.